to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, I don't know. Hello, uh, welcome to episode a um, hundred and something or other. Hang on. <laughs> oh, no. this, I'm going to cough every time I laugh, man. This is 192 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Sam. I'm Chris. We're going to have breaks every time we uh, start, coughing. start coughing and having a coughing fit. This is uh, the studio slash Plague Central. We're hoping to edit out all the coughs, so you don't need to hear that. But if some sneak in, sorry about that. I'm still at what I like to think about 37% uh, functioning at the moment. So when I edit this, I'm not sure how that's going to go. I'm a little bit more functional, uh, but that's a percentage of my ultimate functionality, which is far less than Sam's standard baseline. So, Yeah, yeah, take that as you as you will. <laughs> yeah. It's a very scientific thing. I can't remember what's on the list. Not much has happened in the last couple of days, apart from being completely spaced out. Uh, this cold's really smashed me around a lot. Which um, is why, and we <coughs> apologise, we've missed a... Um, Missed a week with our uh, podcast because we were both like, and we didn't actually total. have a we didn't actually have a proper backup one uh, ready to go. We need to work on that a bit more. But um, yeah, I actually thought I was going to be all right when I got back. But uh, Sunday, man, I could I don't even know how I drove back from uh, Rotorua to Hamilton. It was a bit of a mission, but that's all right. That's and, cool. And um, here we are. We're in the podcast studio. So while we while we're talking about health, let me start off with uh, the big questions, Sam. Do you know how to diagnose and help somebody with a stroke? I do. Good, because you may need to. So I, um, the day before I got sick, I went to the doctors because that's the way I do things. Oh, here we go. Fast, face drooping, arm weakness, speech difficulty. Time to call 111. So if that happens near or around Chris, we all know uh, what we should be doing. Yeah, so I went in for my blood test and they were like, Oh, look, it's just a check because You're when you came in and you were sick, um, your blood pressure came up a bit high. But that was in Dr. Varma's office, and her um, blood pressure machine's only small, and it's not very good, and it's probably way lower than what it was. We had it as 160 over 99, so we'll just check it now. And they checked it, and it was 160 over 100. So it actually went up. Uh, I have a little um, gauge here of, of what that looks like, and it's... Definitely in the red. They said, oh, you have an 11% chance of having a serious stroke and or heart event, cardiovascular event, uh, in the next five years. So I need to make changes and get better in two weeks before I do another blood test or they start putting me on meds. So I'm like, yes, I will do this. I'll do the diet. I stop drinking. Not- I, I don't drink anymore, uh, except for the little bit of tequila <coughs> I've got in my hot, hot lemon now just to help me out, uh, which Sam's loving. Uh, don't make me laugh. I'll cough too. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then the next day I started getting sick. So screw the diet, screw everything, uh, but I still haven't really had any alcohol if, except for this little if bit. If you of- didn't get sick earlier on and they did that initial blood test uh blood pressure thing and then called you to come back what do you think anything would happen in between now and stroke or is just like i don't know what happened oh 
Or do you think at some point you would have gone, oh, actually, um... Well, I know that I've been stressed at work. The amount of times I wanted to punch people and stuff is probably a It's a high thing. indicator of... Yeah, uh, yeah, stress. Yeah, I, I think so. But it is, eh? Like, I've been in that situation in the past, and all you think about is, if I just get up right now and just swing at this person and just knock them in the face, what would happen? And then you play out all these weird scenarios, or the next thing is... Yeah. I wonder how much damage would happen if I actually picked that car up with the forklift. <laughs> like, not yeah. with anyone in it, but even if I just moved it. And, or and I've noticed we had another drama going on yesterday, and I and I noticed I could my mind couldn't leave it alone. And I'm like, just forget about it and f- focus on what you're doing now. And I'd be doing what I'm doing now, and I'd start thinking about this drama going on, and it's just like... Yeah, that's not good. So yeah, so uh, that and my cholesterol. So my cholesterol was seven point five, which is not Hang not on. ideal. No, oh, I don't know what that means. What's it I supposed think to be over five is is bad. So seven point five is not good. Oh no, I've been tested for that once, and he's like. So, if you don't know, I've got the resting heart rate of an elite athlete. I think we've mentioned that um, before. But with the cholesterol thing, he's like, any, I think that's right, anything over five is, um, you know... Dodgy. Dodgy. You're like 1.2 or something real stupid, and he, he had to redo it, because I don't think he thought the machine was right. Yeah, so my standard cholesterol, I forget which one that is, is um, 7.5, I think it was. And then they said, your HDL, this is your good cholesterol. It's got to be at least one, and that's good. I was 0.98, so I'm not even good there. And then he goes, and then you've got your LDL, that's your bad cholesterol, and we couldn't get a reading on that because your triglycerides were out, off the chart, 8.8, and it's thrown out the readings, and we can't work out your LDL from that. Uh, would that be because you've been drinking alcohol? And I'm like, I have the odd no, drink. just every day. So, hence, no more drinking. So, cool. There's a wake-up call for Chris to turn his life around, become the healthy, fit specimen that he wants to be. I used to be, I should say. Used to be, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, used to be. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, and then I got sick with a cold. So and the one, the one thing that Chris has always wanted to be talking about for the last week and a half, he just keeps mentioning to me, is his workmate Aaron's toe story. So now, this one's for you, Aaron. I know you're going you to listen into this. Do you have to give some... Ho- we, hopefully I can do this. Do uh, we have to do some backstory? Have we well, mentioned? We, do you want to do the backstory? Go on. Our flatmate Xavier, he lives in the dungeon. He's a young guy. About a month ago now. So it, <laughs> yeah, no, it would be a month. Not, not quite as long as the amount of time we've been holding onto a trampoline. But um, long enough. He crashed into the back of someone's car while driving home from work. And just looking at the front of the car, the number plate's bent. But what actually happened was the guy's tow bar went into the car and it's, from what I've been told, munched the um, fan belt a bit. The the radiator fan. Yeah, all that. So good times. And um, So he's been getting a bus to work and he's starting later than he should be starting. Because as well as being a flatmate, I'm also his boss at work, which... You know, it's completely not, normal. Yeah, but uh, the the good thing was we were like saying, look, you know, you need to get it looked at, take it to the mechanic Chris uses, and we were organising how we were going to tow it there, and and it was either going to be Chris or myself. We'd tow it. That's fine because we're good like that. And I, I had this realization. I said to him, "Have you ever been towed before?" 
Because in my mind, I think it, it, it is a strange feeling to either be towing someone or being towed in the in the vehicle yeah, behind. Definitely for the first time, yeah. yeah. E- even now, it's still weird. Like because yeah. you don't do it that often. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And he just looked at both of us and just said, like pure blank look. You know, deadpan as because he he goes, "Why do I need to be in the car for? <laughs> I, I don't need to be in the car, do I?" Uh, and we we're like, it. no, we're like, to- uh, and I was think, I was just thinking about it now, like, well, we're talking about like, you know, towing it with a rope, not a tow truck, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So this so leads Sam on goes, to you need to be able to steer, and I said, and you need to hit the brakes if I stop and I'm in front of you. He goes, oh, oh yeah, that makes sense. So we we talked about this with Aaron at work. Aaron's the buyer. He's he's a good. Good dude. And uh, hello, Aaron, if you're listening. Hi, Aaron. And so um, Aaron says, oh, I, I got to admit, you know, there's always a first time for everybody, right? There is. So Aaron's uh, grew up, I think, I, well, he lives in Morrinsville now. I think he always lived rurally. His, his yep. family had a farm and stuff. And he says when he was, I think it was 18, he had his Nissan Skyline, which was the pride and joy of his life. Of course. As, as it would be anybody's at 18 years old, I would imagine. So uh, he's going home one day and it conks out. He probably told me what went wrong with it, but I can't remember. So he calls his dad up and goes, Dad, uh, my car's broken down. So his dad says, oh, I'll come out and we'll tow you. So his dad tows him. So he's like working in Hamilton, living in Morrinsville. So it's a, quite a drive. Yeah. Now, there's a stretch of road that he talked about, which I can't remember much about. You may know. It's just a long, slow decline, and then it goes up again slightly. It's a long, flat, straight, okay. but it's, it's slightly on a decline. Anyway. Could be multiple yeah, country roads know. around here. But yeah. So it's a country road. So his dad uh, grabs, you know, ties the yep. tow rope up and whatever, takes off. He's going along and he's just, you know, as he's, he's getting the hang of it, you know, as he's getting closer, he hits the brakes and then he backs off a bit and all that sort of stuff. And then the brakes stop working in the car. Yeah. And he's starting to overtake his dad in front of him. With and a toad, with the, but that connector. The, the toad. And he goes, oh, my God, dad, dad, I'm going to hit you, dad. So he just indicates and pulls out and overtakes his father. This is amazing. Him going, this would be an amazing what sight. the hell? Yeah. And then he indicates and uh, pulls back in front of his dad because he didn't want to, he didn't want to <coughs> hit his father. I'm just trying to think what the rope's doing at this point. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what's going in my head. He said that was at the point where there was a pinging sound. Snapped the rope and ripped off his dad's mudguard. And then he just kept accelerating because he had no brakes. And just actually, (coughs) as it worked out, he said it was beautiful, really. He just kept speeding up and speeding up and then um, slowing down because it came an uphill. And then there was a... um, what do you call it? A lay-by. And you just pulled into that and stopped. Came to a stop. And his dad drove up and went, what the hell was that about? And he goes, I, I had no brakes. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to hit you, so I overtook you. And he goes, okay, you've never towed before, have you? I never told you about it. You can just use the handbrake <coughs> to slow you down. And he's, because like, a kid thing, I guess. And, you know, like us all, we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I thought that was like an on-off thing. You put it on, you're like, all oh, the wheels are locked up. Yeah. And he goes, no, no, you can just yeah. touch it. And so they, they 
um, got it together again. But just the image of him going past his father as his father's telling him, what the hell? <laughs> just cracked me up. So, yeah, that's Aaron's toast story. I thought it was pretty good. Very good. Uh, I'm sure I've got a toast story somewhere, but I can't think of the top of my head. Um, I'm trying to figure out what else I uh, put down on here. Back in episode 177, we talked about the Sally Anderson life coach person asking for all the money. Oh, do we? Way back in the day. Remind me? Uh, Oh, people were moaning because they don't think they were getting the value. Um, She was asking for like 50k and all this sort of stuff. And you said in that episode that she's clearly saying what she's going to offer these people. They want to pay it. She's not actually ripping them off. What's the problem, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, she basically, she's run out of money. She was at a retreat. She said to them, look, if you need this company to keep going, I need all of you to put in. I need another $50,000. I'll leave the room and I'll come back. And they were like, nah. So she's just filed for bankruptcy and walked out the door. So she no longer exists. So that's a good happy ending there. Um, yeah. Damn. How? Mm, okay. Comes across crazy person. I wrote something here called uh, Chrome Photos. Yeah, with a K. K-R-O-M-E. I'm just trying to refresh my memory because I have no idea what this is about. So Sam Sick <clears throat> is like me sober. <laughs> yeah. Or me standard. Uh, that's hilarious. How refreshing. Uh, th- this, this, you know, you've got, it's just, sometimes it's doing my head in, and I, I've got another story that leads into this. This app helps users look like world travelers without actually traveling anywhere. Oh, goody. Yep. Because Instagram now turned travel bragging into an actual thing, and it's a sort of art form. Uh, so this is why millennials spend multiple hours a day on their smart. Chrome Photos is one of the most successful capitalizing on the millennials to produce uh, awe-inspiring photos on social media. It's a photo editing website, but it uses AI to pair people with professional photo editors who can take your images and transform them to make you look like you're anywhere in the world, right? It costs between $3 and $12 US and can take between 12 or 24 hours, but you can just go, I want to be in front of Niagara Falls. So, you know, that's a thing now. So if you're seeing... I, I, I get the feeling you don't, uh, don't, don't, uh, don't agree with it. I don't know. I think if, if you know someone that doesn't really go anywhere, do anything, and next thing you know, you've just got these random photos, but there's no other information about any other, of the, any other part of the trip or anything, you're going to have to be a little bit suspect now, aren't you? Oh, you always had to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wonder if you can do the rich thing. Like, oh, I want to be uh, in front of my... Uh, I want a photo of me in front of a freaking Ford McLaren F1. And oh, bound to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that'd be the other thing, right? Actually, the thing the thing that I was going to talk about as well is we went in... Oh, this is ages ago. I forgot to mention it. There's a... Uh, Waikato Museum got rid of the Excite exhibit, which was the environmental thing downstairs that was for the kids for ages. And now they've got... Yeah, so uh, it was there for years and years, right? Yeah, yeah. Now they've got this inventor space thing uh and we went checked it out and there was a few interesting things i didn't realize one of the when he says we he means him and chloe not me me and my daughter yes sorry (laughs) just want to clarify that that's right but um when we went there i didn't realize hamilton that one part of the thing which was really cool hamilton had a really big dolls factory back in the day 
Oh, okay. And and then they were and there's a whole history all about it at the museum, and it's really interesting. But one of the people there that worked there was a super super clever engineer, and he was one of the people that made like all this different type of machinery in the doll factory, but also other machinery used all over the place. Oh, and he okay. held all these patents, and they talked about him. And sorry, I don't know his name, but off the top of my head, but it's really good. But one of the things they did have there was the back in. Uh, I don't know, 10 or 20 episodes ago, I mentioned about the BBC, which was the Blueberry Company here in Hamilton, selling their company for close yeah, to $600 that. million dollars to an overseas buyer. Yeah. They had one of their machines there, and it's got Lego pieces running through it. And it's got blue and red Lego pieces, and there's a button, and you can either have it all randomized, blue only, or red only, and it goes through this big machine, and it's supposed to sort them out. Now, none of that works. It just goes around in a loop and none of the buttons work for some reason. So I think the machine's broken. But one of the things we did notice when we were there and we started looking around was almost every single adult was on their phone staring at Facebook and was not interacting with anything. Man, adults are such schmucks. Just seemed like a waste of time if you are down there, yeah? Yeah, uh, yeah. if you're going out. But I wasn't going out <laughs> on the weekend, so I ended up spending a lot of time, because I was sick, but I spent a lot of time on the computer. Steam had a sale, and I was looking at a few things like the Robot Roller Derby Disco Dodgeball, which is a game you would love to look at. I don't know if you'd love to play it, but it is Robot Roller Derby Disco Dodgeball. Like, that's so specific. Uh, there was West of Loathing, which was a um, uh, you, you've seen it before stick stick animation uh, game, which yes. looked pretty cool. And then there was Football Lol, which I thought was funny because it's um, like football, but if you could cheat by doing all sorts of stuff, including stampeding cows across the game to uh, block your opponent, uh, football players. Uh, bomb the place with uh, planes or, you know, all sorts of random shit like that. But I ended up playing Hunt because they had a, 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 what do you call it, free play weekend? And it's Hunt Showdown, it's called. Freaking great. It was what do you do? So what do you good. do? Hunt okay. other people. So it's a PvPVE game. So PvE is player versus environment. So it's where you go in and it's just you and the environment, right? Yeah. And player versus player is where other players kill you. You go in and you... PvPVE is both. The environment can kill you. There's lots of monsters in this, and so can other people. The atmosphere is really cool. Uh, you play in pairs. I mean, I played solo a couple of times, which is really hard, um, but really just to get an idea and feel for it before I teamed up with anyone and pissed them off. Um, so Good plan there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you, um, you get a character. The characters, are, it's like uh, Wild West, you know, six guns and Winchesters and shotguns and stuff like that. Um, takes time to load them, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Very realistic, knives and bits and pieces. But it's in the bayou and people are, there's demons basically. Oh, so, so you've got um, like zombie type guys walking around and then you've got a, a thing called a hive, which is a, a person whose ribcage is just full of um, insects. They come out and attack you, and so you've got to shoot them. Then there's a, a meat head, which is a big thing with no head, and it's blind. It can't see, but it can hear. So you get, get a distance and shoot it, but it has these leeches in a symbiotic relationship, so they are along the ground. 
they come up to you, they scream, and it comes running at you, and this thing's huge. So that's pretty cool. Um, And the idea is that you're there for a bounty. Uh, There's two... So there's a big map. In the map that I play, there's two two bounties. There's a, a spider... And then there's uh, what they call the butcher. It's like a big goat-headed thing. And your idea is that the goal is to find the the main boss character, yeah, kill it, banish it, take the bound the reward, and get out before other players can kill you. Right? Oh, and everyone's doing the so, same thing. As you go in, there's villages all over the place. You go to a village and you find a clue, and the clue closes the map down a little bit like that Fortnite thing. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. map gets smaller and smaller. Um, so you go, oh, yeah, it's not in any of these villages. Oh, it's not in any of these, or farms, or whatever you call them. It's not in any of these. It must be here. You go in there. Um, sometimes you're lucky and go to the first one, and that happens yeah. to be it or whatever. And then as soon as you kill it and you start the banishment, on every player's map it goes... The spider's being banished, and they look on the map, and it tells you exactly where it's being banished. So everybody's coming, and so it takes you two minutes to banish it. So you're like, "Holy crap! I got to hold off these guys, or look out for these guys." Um, and then, uh, then you've got to make it to the take the stuff and make it to an extraction point. So you can be ambushed at any point. Um, it's pretty pretty epic and there's a lot of really good little features like there's ravens sitting on the ground all over the place the monsters don't uh do anything with them but if you walk if a human goes by they fly and they fly in the opposite direction to which they've been startled and so you're always looking around for ravens taking off so you know where other parties of humans are uh if you go near chicken coops they start squawking if you go near Dogs, they start barking, so it, it gives you a warning. So, how uh, long's a round? Like a round of it's game? an hour. You're given an hour. Oh, okay. Um, so it doesn't take too long, and um, you know, loads of times just died straight off the the calf. Um, but I've done uh, probably five extractions now, like survived and 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 done the whole thing. It sounds pretty good. So, Lush Monster and I played for uh, half a day. We um, it has in voice in in game voice, yeah, right, but. It's clever. Like, you can only hear each other if you're close. Oh, if you yeah, go yeah. away, you can't hear each other. Oh, that's cool. But the other thing is, everybody else that's close yeah, enough yeah, can yeah. hear you too. Um, we cheated. I don't want to say we cheated, but we cheated. Were you uh, talking out of game? We, I, I <laughs> rang them on the phone, put on speaker <laughs> phone and just talked. Well, my, partly that was because the, the only problem with the game is you can't talk when you're not in game. Like, as you're going through the... Setup phase oh, and yeah, get your character yeah. and all that. You can't talk to the other person, and you know we were trying to catch up and work out what's going on. And yep. he hadn't played yet, and I'd played for half a day the day before, or whatever it was. So um, yeah, so that was really cool. It's really really good. I haven't bought it. I will buy it. It's thirty bucks at the moment. Till oh shit, till today. I think I better go and buy it. Um, it's on special, but um, it was well worth it because I played it quite a lot. Um, and yeah, it's really cool. So definitely recommend Hunt, uh, Shout, Hunt Shout, Showdown, I think it was called. Excellent. I have to check that out. Sounds really good, actually. Yeah, it's really cool. Russia appoints Steven Seagal as its goodwill ambassador to the US. <laughs> Cause that's what Seriously? You- <laughs> yeah. Um, the USA, is, is that real country or is that just, is that just, uh, um, you know, a reality TV show now? Like, 
It's strange though, eh? Because it's such a big place and there's so many people doing awesome things and everything just working along as itself. And then you've got this other thing, which apparently is the president and his thing. I'm not sure. Because um, um, I've been cracking up today because I don't know if you saw it. Mike Pence came up and did his super serious blardy blah about we have at the at the uh, direction of the president, we have put into motion the start of the new Space Force, and I just can't help but crack up at it. It's like you're serious, that's serious. It's serious, but it's so not serious. Like what the hell? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> apparently, apparently the threat's there, and they need to protect the space. Whatever that means, I don't know. It's just so funny. It's just, oh my god. There anyway. was a uh, a runaway pig in uh, why he yesterday. I think terrorizing people, 150 kilo pig on the. Oh, that on the would loose. terrorize people. Um, but have you you've seen a big pig, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those things scared the crap out of me. My uh, my ex wife, uh, his her father was a pig farmer. All oh, right, so you know and, uh, that's where I was going to end up if I ever cheated on her. Yeah, bound apparently, to. Um, you know the body would be eaten by the pigs. But uh, if I was onto it and knew anything, or was like a real film buff, you could do the whole quote thing from. Um, Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels? Or is it the other one, Snatch? Which is the one where he's got the pig farmer? I can't remember. All, all I remember is that uh, uh, Hannibal. Hannibal had the pig farmers as well because they lost. They got some bodies and chucked them in there. Oh. But anyway, yeah, okay. Uh, anyway, they, uh, staff at the nearby KFC came to the rescue and some St. John ambulance officers who uh, gave it some hot chips and uh, some bread rolls and that calmed it down. After some time, the pig was corralled into a makeshift pen at the local Presbyterian church. Uh, the pig was left to contemplate his sinful behaviour, according to the report. <laughs> and on Tuesday, it was being escorted by a tall, dark stranger down the Waihe Street. A Bloody- tall, dark stranger? Yeah, I don't know. Was- Who writes I these things? I don't know. Oh, my God. And apparently, according to, I think you, Breakaway Esports is launched on Friday. Well, that, it was last Friday. So What's this, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. So <clears throat> Breakaway Esports is the first esports in New Zealand, the first professional esports team in New Zealand. And you know who they're owned by? Oh, yeah. No, I saw a little thing. The Breakers. The Breakers, yeah, the basketball team. So that's quite a big deal. Uh, so they've got the Breakaway uh, E-Gym, uh, e Esports Gym, whatever they call it. Dojo. I knew they had a word for it. The the breakaway dojo, uh, which looks really good. People are just gushing over I assume over that's it. in Auckland. Yeah, it's all in Auckland. Which just uh, makes sense. Yeah, that's where their headquarters are. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so that's quite interesting. Their first signing is Airnb. Airnb? I think his name is at Airnb on Twitter. Okay. Um, and what's he play? He plays FIFA. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't know that was an eSport thing, but uh, apparently it is. Um, so Every I, I, game's an eSport thing. Well, babe. you know, I'm just, I need to get my Rocket League chops up, bro. Um, you need to... Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, I'm not good at shooting because I'm okay with this, um, this hunt getting the, the monsters, sweet with the monsters. Soon as humans are there shooting at me... I'm pretty much dead. I just, oh, I'm, I'm hopeless with that shit. Yeah, anyway. it gets a bit like that. But yeah, um, but yeah. So anyway, I thought that'd be good. Um, so that's the first um, professional esports team in New Zealand, but it's one of only two, I think, in the world. It might be three 
um, that's owned by a traditional sport. Oh, yeah. You know I think I mean? one of the... I want to say, is it one of the American football teams? There is some other yeah, huge... Yeah, something like that. One of the big organisations somewhere else in the world does have one. I've, yeah. I've seen that. So this is, that's a, uh, you know, that was notable, that uh, but I traditional think, sporting... But I think it, it makes sense because if you're onto it, you can see where it's going to go. Yeah. The investment is quite minimal. Yeah. And they're not going to have the injury... Or problems as actual yeah, physical and if, athletes, and if they've already got um, a lot of that stuff in place, the overheads aren't that much more, right? No, just so, jamming a few computers. In the yeah, they've, they've they've put this thing underneath the uh, CEO's office in the breakers yeah. building or whatever. That's it right. Is. Um, so you know, um, yeah, I, I think it's great. But so. I think I I really I don't know. I'm sure there's studies about this or whatever. But it's going to be interesting with them if they have these people that are in an elite sports athlete mindset and are smashing it on a computer screen against other components, they take that person and then get that person to train the basketball players the psychology of how they manage to keep cool and think strategy and do all this stuff. I wonder if there's a big payoff there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cross-pollination of the Cause uh, sporting codes. Because I know yeah. sports psychology is such a massive thing, and they all, like, I've met the um, Waikato Chiefs psychologist guy, and he was amazing. Yeah. Trying to get them into the right headspace at all times. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it should be interesting. Yeah, so that's uh, that's good. Um, on, on the Rocket League front, too, uh, China's being opened up very shortly, which will mean a lot more players, although they'll be on a different server mostly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had my friend Sunless Khan. I shouldn't say my friend. I don't know him, but I love uh, this guy that makes videos on Sunless YouTube. Sunless Khan. He was he was talking about it, but he was like um, he was like, yeah, it's not going to do me any good because Chinese can't watch YouTube. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, so much for that's much right. For views. Um, that pretty much brings us to the end of this uh, podcast being sponsored by Sickness. Um, yeah, yeah, the plague. If you feel bored. Why not think about getting the plague? <laughs> Come to our house and lick a hard surface. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, yes. uh, I've just got work, I think, coming up, and I'm still waiting to hear about a film shoot. <laughs> yeah, yes. So I'm involved with that film shoot too. I think it's we'll, hard to tell. We'll, it's a we'll bit find vague. Out soon. It's a bit vague. Um, and also, TEDx Ruakura is uh, only. T- two weeks away this coming weekend well, this is being launched on the Monday it'll be two weeks away so get your tickets while there's still one there um, or if you can't make it to Hamilton check out the live stream you can see that at tedxruakura.com um, yeah and while you're at tedxruakura.com you can watch Sam's TEDx talk from last year yes, yes. you can check that out uh, my brain capacity has uh, just gone yeah, yeah, yeah. You're at zero on the battery. I am. So okay. until next time. I'm Chris. I'm Sam. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.